Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and Ike Week. 13 of the NFL season is here. If you want to place a bet on the NFL action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Man, big shout out, major shout out to Bet Online for being with us since day one. But if you want to bet on anything, any sport, anytime, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Head to the new and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. 50 that's b-l-e-a-v-5-0 to receive your bonus bet online where the game starts all right cue the music it's time to start the show welcome to the believe it Steelers podcast on the believe podcast network i'm your host mark bergen joined as always by my guy two-time super bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the pittsburgh steelers number 24 Ike Taylor, IT, unlike the Steelers at practice, we've got music to open our show today. How are you doing this morning, my man? And I guess Chase Claypool would try to take a page out of my book. He should have just put it in his helmet instead of worrying about playing the music for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Word to the wise, Ike. And that, that comes from 12 years of NFL experience right there. I love it. Selfish. Selfish. He, he know Coach he ain't going to allow that to happen, man. Not no second. <laughs> Not no second-year receiver, man. You, you got to have some uh, some clout around that thing, man. You got to have some Super Bowls around that thing, man. You got to have some Pro Bowls around that thing, man. You got you to at least start 40-something games around that thing before you go asking favors and what you think is good and what's not good for the locker room. Well, Ike, the holiday season is here. Maybe you can hook Chase Claypool up with an iPod Nano to wire into his helmet a lot like you did during your playing career. Now, Chase, I already got the hookup, man. I, I didn't see him. He already signed a contract with Jordan, so I need to be quiet because it's the holiday season coming. <laughs> my nephews and my nieces, they like Jordan, so I might just need a favor from Chase if you give me some James. I love it, Ike. We've got a loaded show here on the Believe in Steelers podcast. We'll get into our Week 13 score predictions as always. Also going to talk about the college football coaching carousel as well, Ike. But we start T.J. Watt on the COVID-19 list, and he just can't catch a break because he's had some lower body injuries on the eve of the season. He signs a massive contract extension with the Steelers. When he's played, the Steelers have gotten great return on that investment considering He's got 12 and a half sacks and only nine games played, but it looks like he will likely be out on Sunday against the Ravens. Now, Ike, I want to put this caveat in. We're recording this on Wednesday, so a lot can change between now and then, but it looks like the Steelers will need to fill the void with, with Watt likely out on Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, I'm starting to think, you know, we, we got to start low managing Watt because over the past couple of years, uh, he hasn't been giving us 16 games straight, you know what I'm saying, or or full season of football. So I'm wondering what they're doing in practice. If he do need to load manage <laughs> throughout the week, because 
we definitely need them for the games, man. When you got 12 and a half sacks in nine games, man, you damn near leading a lot of people in the league who has been playing more than you, but they don't have as many sacks as you. So that's just letting you know the talent of TJ Watt. But I guess we got to figure some kind of way, man, to load manage this guy. Maybe we need to go ask Kawhi Leonard how he doing when he playing basketball. Something like that, Ike. We need to find the fountain of youth. And like in Greek mythology, they dip Achilles into the fountain and he's invincible other than his Achilles. We need to do something along the lines. Preserve T.J. Watt. We need him out on the field for Pittsburgh. 100%. We, we definitely need him every play, every down, every game. And Watt just had two combined tackles against the Bengals in Week 12. He missed a game against the Lions because of knee and hip injuries. So... Glass half full, Mark is going to be out on the pod today. Ike, maybe this will be a good thing if he does miss the game with COVID. He can let some of those other injuries heal up to where Steelers will need him on that stretch run in these last six games because we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, Ike. Those last six games, it is a brutal stretch for the Steelers. Yeah, Pittsburgh got to win out. But you, you know what this reminds me of? It, it, this reminds me of 2005. When we had to win out to at least be a wild card seed in the Super Bowl in Detroit, so I think we won like the last six as well. We was we was we was inside, we was outside looking in. We wound up winning, wound up being the, the the wild card seed. Had to go on the road against the top five NFL offenses, and you know the rest is history. So hopefully the Pittsburgh Steelers can do something like this. It's just Seven, man, he got to really get into the fountain of youth if they have any chance on doing this. And the offensive play calling, <clears throat> excuse me, the offensive play calling really have to go back to that running game because there's too many people who watched that Cincinnati and that Pittsburgh Steelers game said, man, if you just would have looked at the opposite players and swapped jerseys, we would have thought that was Pittsburgh doing that. But it just so happened to be the Cincinnati Bengals and, Mark, you and I have been talking about this for a couple of years now. Why don't Pittsburgh just go back to the old school way, running the ball, playing good defense, winning or getting to Super Bowls or AFC championships? That's all they need to do. I'm with you, Ike, and here's the reason why. We talked about the struggles of the Steelers defense stopping the run during our last episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. But people who just look at that Bengals-Steelers game from the outside looking in, they say, well, the difference is they've got a good young quarterback and Joe Burrow versus Ben Roethlisberger. And they didn't watch the game. If you watch that game, it was the offensive line dominating the line of scrimmage and Joe Mixon who ran for a career-high Ike against our beloved Steelers. So I know if you didn't if you didn't sit down and watch the play by play and watch the full game and you're just looking at it, it's oh well Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the ASC North Division. And he very might he very might could be, but it was it was the inability to stop the run. It was time of possession. And what does that do for a young quarterback who does need to make big plays and big throws? You've got your answer right there. That, to me, Ike, you tell me all the time since we've been doing this show when we started in October 2019. We're in December now, Ike. It's time to unleash hell if you're the Steelers. But we're in December now. When the weather is cold out, you always say, what leads to postseason success? What leads to Super Bowls? Running the ball, playing stout defense. And that was the key in Week 12 for the Bengals' victory over the Steelers. 
it's time to put up or shut up in all honesty, Ike. And, and you've been telling me this now for years. So, so I look at the, the recipe, which is, you're absolutely correct. November, December football, it gets cold. And usually all your Super Bowl winning teams wind up going to the Super Bowl. And because it's hard to play in the cold weather. Now, what the cold weather does is it messes with down south guys' mentality when it, when it comes down to November, December football. If you're already up north, it gets cold like late December, I mean, late September. So depends on where you're at. But Joe Burrow is in, is in a Baker Mayfield situation. That's why people are so frustrated at Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has receivers, have tight end, have a running game, have an offensive line, have a defense. Okay, Baker, when it's time for you to be Baker Mayfield, can you be Baker Mayfield? It's too up and down, very inconsistent. Joe Burrow shows consistently this is his second year, and this is what he's doing. Hey, Joe Burrow, we got you your receivers. You got a running back. You got an offensive line, your defense coming along. Can you win us some games? You got that right. And that's the difference. So – when you, when, you, when you look at that, no, nah, it wasn't Joe Burrow. We all know what Joe Burrow can do. You 100% right, Mark. It was the offensive line in that run game. And that's what Joe Mixon has been talking about since the preseason. We don't know because we're not there. We're not in training camp. Joe Mixon has been there a while. So when a guy like that says something, he's not saying it just to pump his team up. He's saying that because what they're going through in the trenches and training camp and what he's been seeing over the past couple of years then you get a Joe Burrow, and you already know Tyler Boyd is a dog. You get a T. Higgins and get a specialized wide receiver in Jamar Chase. Man, there you go. So for him to have his career high on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, running the ball, that was kind of expected. We talked about that, though, Mark. We said, man, I, I, said, I, I said I was nervous because I thought watching the L.A. Chargers tape, the L.A. Chargers was going to double Cam Newton and everybody else was going to catch hell. That's, Cam, that's, Cam Hayward, that's, Cam Hayward, but yes. Cam Hayward, I'm sorry, Cam Hayward. You're fine, now, I got you, Ike. I appreciate you. Everybody else was going to catch hell, so that's exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals did. They double Cam, and they climbed up to linebackers, and, you know, Joe Mixon, he went crazy. Now, I will give Joe Mixon this. He's one of the best dancing, celebrating son of a guns I ever seen because every time he scored, that boy is looking good when he danced. They recognize this game. Ike, I'm going to piggyback off what you're saying, too. I go back to what Believe Podcast Network family member Solomon Wilcox told us several mm -hmm. weeks ago, the first time the, the Steelers and the Bengals played. He talked about the offensive identity that this Bengals offensive line had, led by Frank Pollock, who's the line coach for right. the Bengals. So I, I go back to that. Ike, I wanted to ask you about if Watt does miss Sunday's game, Steelers will turn to Derek Tuska and Taco Charlton. What would your message to those two players be if Watt is unable to go on Sunday? Turn up. Turn up. Taco, Dirk, turn up. And what I mean by turn up is here go another opportunity, Taco. Hey, Dirk, here go another opportunity. Might as well turn up. It's, it it got to mean somewhere in that black and gold. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a lot of pride. When you put that black and gold on, you, you, you I'm not a fan of people with big egos, but you got to have a big ego when you put, put that black and gold on on Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays. 
that's what you got to do. It's a lot of tradition. It's, it's a lot of history. It's a lot of old school, old school uh, Pittsburgh still legends who still rep and want y'all to succeed. It's a, it's, it's a lot of blue collar people in that city, um, even though per ratio probably have the most billionaires, but they still driving F-150s. It's, it's, it's a cool little city. It's a quiet city. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a hardworking city. It's a yinzer kind of city. It's a, man, if you want to brawl in the back of this bar kind of city. So take that to the field. I, the, the hair standing up on my arm right now. I don't know if you can see this, but I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Let's get this video on loop in the Steelers facility. I, I let, I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I would be remiss, though. I got to mention this. I mentioned how glass half full marks out on the pod. Glass half empty mark. I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. Be awfully nice to have Melvin Ingram on that roster to help fill that void by what? He's now in Kansas City. That's now behind us. I've got, I had to say that, though, Ike, before we move on. Man, you know you're super messy. You know you always got to throw a jab in there. You, you hit low, too. I know if you get pissed off, I already know what you do. You cutting, you cutting low if you get pissed off at somebody. It's going to hurt verbally. Agree to disagree. Let's move on to the college football <laughs> coaching carousel. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU leaves a void for the fighting Irish. Oklahoma's trying to sort things out after Lincoln Riley goes to the West to be the head coach of USC. Ike, let's start here. Who do you think Notre Dame should hire to fill this void left by Brian Kelly? Man, that's a tough question. I mean, if you just ask a lot of people, it's just hard to be a coach at Notre Dame. One, because of the tradition. Two, they say the boosters and a lot of alumni in the, in, in the staff, they ask for a lot. So you have a very short leash when you are at Notre Dame. Um, you pretty much can get anything you want financially, but it's hard to recruit and go to Notre Dame. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to bring a guy when it's, you know, 70-something degrees in Florida and it's snowing and it's almost 30 degrees up there where they at to want to come and recruit. It's hard, but obviously Brian Kelly has done a great job of recruiting. Mm -hmm. In this past couple of years, man, he has – in his past couple of years, he has brought Notre Dame program um, to a place they haven't been in so long in a short amount of time. That's exactly what he's done. Uh, yeah, I, right let me interject really quickly here, too, because I want to piggyback off what you're saying, too. You mentioned the recruiting and, you know, maybe the appeal Sunshine has in a state like Florida or California. I'm talking about the academic standards too, which are much higher at a Notre Dame compared to say an SEC school, like an Alabama or a, a Florida, just some of the other, uh, a Georgia, some of the other schools that aren't private, uh, just the academic standards are higher at Notre Dame. So to, to bring in a student athlete, to bring in someone who's going to play on the team, they have to abide by those admission standards. So I just I just wanted to to add that to what you were saying as well, in addition to the sunny, the sunshine and the nice weather. Man, honestly, I just would have did a swap. I'll put Ed over there. Ed Erzrein. Ah, okay. I just do a swap. I do Ed. I know Ed, Ed is built. Coach E is built for that kind of weather, his mentality. If you hear the stories on Coach E, 
he'll challenge you in a boxing match. If you hear the story about Coach E, he'll challenge you in a bar fight. Like, he's an old school, down south, always will be strong, regardless of how old he is kind of guy. You know, he's a, he's a hit me in my face first, and I won't fall. Then after you hit me, watch me hit you, and I'll probably break He's He's that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? So when I say that, I'm looking at the toughness because I look at the toughness as being in the cold weather. You know, you got to be tough-minded to be in the cold weather, to play in the cold weather, to live in the cold weather. And for me, that would be Coach E. So honestly, I, I just would do – and he'll bring a different kind of personality to Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame never had that kind of personality. He's not a a, a, a button-up, I'm going to go how y'all want me to say my interviews will be this way. Nah, he going to shake that thing up. So they might need a little change like that at Notre Dame. My favorite quote of his was before a game, Tom Rinaldi's interviewing him, and he goes, Welcome to Death Valley, where opponents' dreams come to die. <laughs> and then Rinaldi starts cracking but up. That, that's just him, though, Mark. He yeah. ain't trying to be funny. That's just him. Yeah, and then every every time, go Tigers, every single time. So it's, oh, man, I, I am going to miss that. I am going to miss that. I tell you what, uh, I think defense coordinator Marcus Freeman would probably be a nice signing. What I'm really curious about is whether Urban Meyer gets the itch to leave the Jacksonville Jaguars and return to the college ranks. No, he's been linked to that Notre Dame job for a while. Again, we're going to talk about the Oklahoma vacancy here in a second. But I can always like reading the tea leaves, and here's how I see this shaking out with Urban Meyer. If Ryan Day, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, gets poached by an NFL team, like let's say, hmm, the Chicago Bears, because who's the quarterback of the Bears? Justin Fields, who he coached at Ohio State. I think if that Ohio State job reopens back up, you're going to hear a lot more discussion about Urban Meyer returning to the college ranks because I think that USC job was a little bit more coveted. Urban Meyer, Notre Dame, maybe. I would not expect Meyer to go to Oklahoma. But if that Ohio State job opens up, because we're about to undergo the same thing here in a few weeks, like we've got the college football coaching carousel right now. In a few weeks, you're going to have the same shift among NFL coaches who lose their jobs as well. And then there's going to be a bunch of teams that are looking to fill that void of who we're going to bring in as a head coach. Keep an eye on Urban Meyer in Ohio State reading the tea leaves if an NFL team approaches Ryan Day. I'm stating it today here on December the 1st, Ike. I don't know, Mark. Um, I do think Ryan Day would be the Chicago Bears head coach, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I think um, that's what they're going to start doing in the NFL. If they feel like they have a franchise quarterback, <coughs> excuse me, and it, doesn't, <coughs> and it doesn't work out with the coach who's already existing, I think they just gonna go to college and get the and get the uh, head coach they had and pay him enough and let him rock out with his quarterback because of the relationship they had in college. That's that's what I think. I'm looking over there in Arizona. I'm looking at a possibility. Yep. Maybe I'm looking at a possibility. Maybe with the Chicago Bears. Now you're starting to see you know these young quarterbacks. They have an input. Either they get the offensive lineman, a running back, or they get the receiver they didn't play with in in, in college. I'm looking at Jalen Hurts and company with the with the Eagles. So it's just, yeah, I can see it definitely going that way. Will Urban Meyer leave? I don't know because it's too, it's too many, it's, it's, it's too many rumors saying his family loved Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think, I think he looks at what he has in Jacksonville going on the up. 
you know, and it's, he don't have to worry about recruiting. He don't have to worry about kids getting in, getting in trouble um, off the field. All he got to do is suspend or find them with his guys in the NFL or the NFL will do it themselves if, if he don't do it. So it's a, it's a lot of, and it's not a hundred some kids anymore. You know, it's, it's a roster of, of 65. You're only playing 11. Damn, you playing 30 guys total on a, on a team when it comes down to traveling. So just the off the field, the off season, um, he has more leeway. He has more time. He can make his schedule the way he want to make his schedule. He really don't have nobody to to go to. It's just him and the owner. <laughs> That's just really what it is in Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? So he has a whole lot to say. He can make his own kind of schedule. When it comes down to these kids in football and scheduling the offseason, you know, that's the that's the recruiting, that's the building stage, that's the offseason, that's the weight room, it's a it's the grades, it's a lot of stuff he gotta do. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gotta worry about no grades. <laughs> so I, I think I think this I don't think this will be his last stop, Urban Meyer last stop in college. But I think for now he's just gonna sit and post up post up in Jacksonville, regardless of if that Ohio State job is open or not. Okay, Ike. And then Oklahoma as well. The name that I had circled, and we've talked about him before, Brett Venables, the defensive coordinator for Clemson. Now, I know he's the highest paid assistant coach in all of college football. He's got a pretty sweet gig under Dabo Sweeney, but he does have Oklahoma ties. Played and coached at Kansas State, then served on the Sooners coaching staff for 13 years, Ike. At Oklahoma, right. he won a national championship as a co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach in 2000. So make Brett Venables an offer you can't refuse. And I think that's especially important for this reason, Ike. Oklahoma, starting in the 2025 season, is going to be moving to the SEC. Sooners have had a prolific offense, multiple Heisman Trophy winners in Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, a Heisman Trophy finalist in Jalen Hurts. But when you go into the SEC, you've got to play some defense. Who better to do that than Brett Venables? He would be the top guy on my list for the Sooners. Coach Brett will bring Oklahoma something they haven't had in a while since like the 90s. And that's a defense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at that part, that's that's exactly what it's gonna bring. The reason why he was the highest paid assistant coach is because he's really the head coach of the Clemson team. When you ask the players who they really love when they want to come when it comes down to a coaching staff or somebody on that coaching staff. They're going to say Coach Brett, regardless of whether you play offense or defense. That's just his personality. He's the one that has great relationship. He understands these young kids in this generation. So if he leaves, I know a few people leaving from Clemson. That I do know. And you can just see that from afar. You know, you don't be the highest paid assistant coach and not have no value. You be the highest paid assistant coach because, one, you do know what to do on defense. But, two, your head coach know how valuable you are to his team. So when I, when I see that, I think that that would be a perfect fit. That would give Oklahoma something they haven't had in a while, which is the defense. When it comes down to offense, he'll figure that out. He'll get them a, a kick-ass offensive coordinator, a young kick-ass offensive coordinator, and them two can go back and forth when it comes down to practice and getting each other better. But, yeah, I think Coach Brett for sure would be a perfect fit for Oklahoma, Mark. It seems like Clemson had a first-round draft pick on the defensive line nearly every year during this run that Dabo Sweeney, Brett Venables, and the Clemson Tigers have had. So that's why it's like the fit with Oklahoma there and the history there I think would just be natural. Now, I really, 
Really quickly, I've got to ask you this. Mm. And there's, there is a correct answer really quickly. Which is the better job between the two vacancies, Notre Dame or Oklahoma? Go. I'm going to Oklahoma. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down in Oklahoma. You know, I just like the vibe of Oklahoma. You know, there's no disrespect to Notre Dame. It's a lot of tradition. And it's, it's a lot of tradition in Oklahoma, too. I don't think people really understand Oklahoma. It, it just it was a lot of tradition back in the day, the same as, you know, Notre Dame. But for me right now, I, I just think my personality, I would choose Oklahoma than Notre Dame. Okay. Plot twist. I can give you a third option. Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. I gave you an opportunity there to rep your alma mater, and they've got a vacancy because Billy Napier, who's did a terrific job, is now going to be the head coach of the Florida Gators. Plot twist. You know, I don't need Notre Dame or the Oklahoma Sooners. A lot of expectations at those blue blood programs. Let's go build upon what Billy Napier did at your alma mater, Ike. That is the I'm correct answer. Yes, I'm gonna go straight. I'm gonna go straight. I'm gonna go straight to Lafayette and chill. They have me some gumbo, some po' boys, and some etouffee, and I'm gonna coach the hell out of them boys. <laughs> Save me a bowl of gumbo. Ike, we're going to take a quick break to tell our listeners and viewers about Lightbox, Ike. It's that time of year you might be thinking about popping the question to that special someone. Or you might just want to give your loved one some diamonds, Ike. And Lightbox does that for people all over the world. They use cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of the sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price of $800 per carat. It's about that time, and I'm in the giving mode, and, you know, it's the silver first, and I like diamonds, and I like them very bright and light. Just make sure a box comes with it when you wrap it up. So light box it is, baby. <laughs> Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Ike, week 13 is here. Got a few games to get to before we get to our Steelers and Ravens predictions. Uh -huh. We're going to start Chargers at Bengals. Bengals are a three-point favorite at home, which means a three-point favorite at home. The odds makers pretty much consider the Bengals and the Chargers to be even keel. Usually they give about three points to the home team. Bengals right. coming off a big victory against the Steelers, and then the Chargers slipped up in week 12 against the Broncos I kind of right. like the Bengals just based on the trajectory of these two teams, Ike. So I'll take the Bengals at home. What say you? Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Bengals as well. I just like their recipe right now for December. You know, I think they got the momentum. Um, I think they got the swag, and I think the swag is coming from Joe Burrow. You know, taking nothing away from Justin. You know, I love Justin um, Herbert. I love what he brings to the table. I think he has one of the best arms, uh, a young arms in the game of football right now. It's just – I'm going to rock with the Cincinnati Bengals, what they're doing on defense. I'm going to rock with the offensive line and Joe Mixon. You know, I'm definitely going to rock with a three-piece sitting on the outside between Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and, and, and Jamar Chase. So it starts with Joe Burrow. And when it comes down to the come down, I'm going to rock with Joe Burrow. So I'm taking Cincinnati as well. I, with the Chargers, too, they struggle to stop the run as well. So that's also part of the reason why I like the Bengals in that one. Okay. AFC West matchup, Broncos at Chiefs. 
Chiefs are a 10-point favorite, which I think is a little bit much. But what I would say is the Chiefs' record under Andy Reid coming out of a bye week is tremendous. Give me the Chiefs at home. Don't know that they'll cover that 10 points, but maybe take the Chiefs in a money line and throw it in a parlay this weekend. Like, that would be my strategy. Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Chiefs. And the reason why I'm going to rock with the Chiefs is because I think Melvin Ingram, who left the Pittsburgh Steelers, has been helping their run game. And he's bringing a tough man personality when it comes down to the secondary guys, I think Honey Badger is a personality in the secondary. When it comes down to a running game and trying to stop the run, something that, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't have before Melvin Ingram, I think he brings that kind of personality to them. Some will rock with the Chiefs as well. Okay, Ike, and then we've got an AFC East matchup for supremacy in that division. Bills at Patriots. Patriots, the hottest team in the NFL right now, and really it's been that defense that has been stout. The Bills are a three-point road favorite here, but I really like what the Patriots have been doing. I I really didn't know who to pick in this game, Mike. I'm going to turn it to you and then see what you say to determine my pick. I'm I'm picking the pass all day. And this quietly, the Pats have one of the top five running games in the league. It's not quiet in, anymore, but the Pats have the best defense in the league. It's, it's not quiet anymore, but the Pats have a, a quarterback. They don't ask him to win the game. They ask him not to lose the game, and that's exactly what he's been doing. Quietly, you know, they have, a, well, loudly, they have the best um, head coach in the league when it comes down to X's and O's and taking away uh, what the opposing team wants to do away from them. So I'm rocking with the, the New England Patriots because I'm saying – what I saw with the young Tom Brady with a good defense, a running game, some guys who can catch the ball, some no, not no-name guys who can catch the ball, just some regular guys who can catch the ball and get first downs and make plays when they want to make plays. But as long as you got Coach Belichick in that defense and you got a nice little running game with, 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 with Mac and Cheese sitting at the helm and he's not throwing the ball and giving the interceptions, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I know, I know by talent-wise – when you look at the roster, you see the Buffalo Bills, you're like, this is for real. But when it comes down to X's and O's and schematically and taking away what you like to do best, I'm rocking with Bill Belichick all day. Okay. I, I guess I'll go – this is a stay away for me. But if I had to pick, I would go with the Patriots and agree with you. You mentioned the combination of rookie quarterback Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. You said Mac and cheese. I say Mac and cheat. But – it's just my two cents where the Patriots are playing outstanding football right now. <laughs> Ike's falling out of his chair. Well, you are something else. Ike, we're going to go through the Steelers' remaining schedule really quickly before we make our Ravens and Steelers Week 13 predictions. So we've got the Ravens this weekend, the AFC North matchup, in my opinion, the best rivalry in the NFL. Week 14, you've got the Vikings, which just looking at the schedule as it stands right now might uh, be the last time that the Steelers are favored in a game this season. You then got the Titans in week 15, the Chiefs in week 16, Browns in week 17, and you finish the season again with the Ravens. I'm looking at this six-game stretch and just looking at it right now, the Vikings game in week 14 might be the last time the Steelers are favored in a game depending on what happens in week 13 here. But the Steelers sitting at 5-5-1 five, five, and one right now. Are, are you with me? Is it, is it only – I'm looking at the schedule and I see one game where I'm like, yep, Pittsburgh would be favored. Am I, am I looking at this wrong? Am I reading this the wrong way? No, nah, you're looking at that right. Uh, Pittsburgh only probably would be favored against Minnesota, especially if Dalvin Cook doesn't play. 
um, because he did a separated shoulder, so I ain't no telling with that. Uh, Pittsburgh just they just not looking good right now. They they don't look like they want to be a team. Um, they they looking like they kind of folding right now. They looking like they don't know how to deal with adversity right now. They looking like a team that's searching for answers. They looking like a team that doesn't have an identity right now. You know, around this time um, during the season, you're supposed to have an identity. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you look at the the when you look at the excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals, their identity is balanced. You know, they can run when they want to. They can pass when they want to, you know. So when you look at the Cleveland Browns, you know, their identity is running the ball. When you look at the the, the Baltimore Ravens, their identity is running the ball and playing good defense. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, it, it's just hard to say right now. It's hard to say what, what they can do good, either on run or, or throw, and they can't do either one of them. So – for me, man, it's just going to be a tough sled. Um, but I have a lot. Of, a part of me wants to have hope and relapse and think about this 2005 Super Bowl run. But the reality in me say, man, you need to stop playing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the personality of that locker room. Man. I don't think that locker room um, really knows or cares what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I, I just think it just – it's just caught up with it. Man, that's really telling here. Coming from a former player and a player who played 12 years on the Steelers too. So I, I know you've seen it all in Pittsburgh as well. So when I hear that from you, it tells me everything that I need to know. Let me put this in there as well. Uh, just looking at the schedule. If the Browns continue to tailspin as well, maybe the Steelers are favored against the Browns at Heinz Field on January the 3rd, Ike. Monday night football when we're getting you on the Manning cast. Peyton, Eli, and Omaha Productions. I know you're watching right now. Get my boy there. Steelers maybe can get back on a winning streak and might be favorited week 17 as well. That's really the only other game that I see on the schedule right now where I say, yeah, Pittsburgh could be favored. Let's go to week 13, though, Ike. Ravens and Steelers. Ravens are a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Heinz Field. Who you got on Sunday between these two teams? I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Here's why I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Coach Tomlin and Coach Keith Butts, when it comes down to defense, it's dramatically going against Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have big, exciting games against him. Now, Lamar is coming off an injury. He's been sick for a while, and I guess he's, you know, finally trying to get over this COVID. Oh, that's going to work in the Pittsburgh Steelers' favor. The only thing that will hurt the Pittsburgh still is if they can't stop the run. I'm not talking about Lamar running. I'm talking about the run in general for the Baltimore Ravens. But I do feel like the Pittsburgh still is going to have some kind of pride in Hinesville. I do feel like the Pittsburgh still is will let Najee run in Hinesville. I do feel like the Pittsburgh still defense will step up. So, therefore, it's a divisional game, and I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <coughs> Wow. Uh, do you have a score prediction, Ike? Oh. Over under at 44 <laughs> points on Sunday as well. 44 points. Pittsburgh about three, man. 17, 20. Old school. Old school. Old. Okay. Ike, I've got, I've got the Ravens winning 27, Steelers 17. I think Lamar Jackson's going to shore things up. He was coming off. Uh, after being out against the Browns, didn't look great through four interceptions against the Browns. 
I am with you that the Steelers can scheme it up and contain Jackson. He still struggles to throw the football. He's exciting as hell to watch. He's a great athlete. I don't know you win a Super Bowl that way, and that's not to take away from anything Lamar Jackson does, but he still struggles to throw the football. I do think he'll shore things up, though, and just given the trajectory of the Steelers team right now, let me just put it this way, though, Ike, too. The fact that I'm picking against the Steelers is a good thing because my picks have been pretty much wrong all year. So fade Mark, go with Psychic Ike Taylor, and there you go. You know what to do. Go place your bet on betonline.ag. I like that. I like that. Shout out to betonline.ag. I like that right there. But, yeah, don't don't forget, you know, um, we had Lamar before Lamar. His name was uh, Colin Kaepernick. You know, and he did go to the Super Bowl. They did lose. So when it, when you want to talk about, you know, not able to get to the Super Bowl, Lamar is in the same position that Colin was when he played at San Fran. You know, great defense, a mean running game, and he was part of the running game as being a quarterback. You know, I think his receivers, uh, Colin receivers, was probably a touch better than Lamar receivers. So when it wanted to come down to the style, we've seen this person before. We just never seen this person as electric as Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think about that 49ers game uh, that they had against the Packers where Kaepernick just went off. I believe it was a playoff no. game. And that, yeah, that was really something else. But Ike, that's, I always like when you make the player comparisons of the old school of the players of your era as well. And so... A lot of knowledge there. And again, more than a decade of experience in the league. Ike, as we wrap up here on today's show into December as well, uh, we're getting into the holiday season too. want to wish you and your family, all of our viewers and listeners, all the best. want to give a shout out to the folks over at the Believe Podcast Network, our producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the crew over there. And to today's sponsors, Bet Online and Lightbox. Thank you to them as well. Ike, you're the absolute best, though. Always fun chopping it up with you each week. Appreciate it. Um, major shout-out to you, Mark, and your family. Happy, happy holidays. Uh, big shout-out to the Believe and Still the Podcast family. Uh, major shout-out to, you know, Miss Courtney and her crew who brings TV. Big shout-out to BetOnline.ag for being rock. They've been rocking with us since day one. Um, another shout-out, A light box jury going on hook your boy up i'm looking kind of faded over here i need some shine <laughs> um want to thank everybody for tuning in and just listening to us man make sure y'all give us a five piece and i'm not talking about nuggets i'm talking about stars because we try to be the best and we try to be knowledgeable and we try to be entertainment and just try to educate y'all every time we get on this podcast so make sure y'all rate and review and give us a five piece i mean five stars Five stars, click that subscribe button too, Ike. And I want to give you one shout out as well. I see you got your one of a kind shirt, your cigar yep. line too. Trying to be a little bit coy about this today, but yeah. I see you, Ike Taylor. I appreciate you, bro. Oh, and make sure, and make sure, whether you're smoking cigars or you just want a souvenir because you're an Ike Taylor fan, make sure y'all go to howardgcigars.com or you can catch them on my Instagram, one-of-a-kind cigars. Boom. There it is. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week on Monday following Ravens and Steelers. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.